Welcome to the XR for Business podcast. Today's show, we interview Jordan Lover, head of mixed reality at Trimble. They've got a number of different solutions for the construction worker that leverage the Microsoft HoloLens 2, the XR10, which is their new wonderful hard hat based augmented reality, mixed reality headset. So all that coming up and more on the XR for Business podcast. Hey everyone, my name is Alan Smithson. Today we're speaking with Jordan Laver. Jordan, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, Alan. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. I'm really excited, and I wish this was show and tell. Because what do you have sitting right on your desk right now? So you just uh, you just let the cat out of the bag. We've got a, an XR10 sitting here right in front of me, and I promise it's not the only one in the world. We're starting to ramp these guys up and get them ready to go out onto a job site near you. What is the XR10? So I imagine that most people that listen to your podcast are pretty familiar with the HoloLens 2 that Microsoft has announced that they plan to start shipping later this year. So what we did is is we hopped on board with Microsoft kind of from the start, maybe mid last year, and wanted to find a way that we could take the HoloLens 2 and adapt it for use out in kind of safety controlled environment. Our focus is on construction, but of course there's there's many mixed reality customers out there in oil and gas and manufacturing and, and other kind of heavy industries that require PPE, uh, personal protective equipment when they're out on site. So whether that's safety glass or hard hat protection or chin straps or earmuffs, we wanted to make an integration that took the HoloLens 2 and all of its capabilities and made it able to work with folks out in those industries. So we essentially OEM the HoloLens 2 components from Microsoft and we've built it into a new form factor that slides down on top of kind of an industry standard hard hat and still enables you to use your over-ear hearing protection, chin straps, all that other uh, type of gear that people need to keep them safe out on the site. We have HL2 plus PPE equals XR10. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not our first go at this. Um, we actually made a hard hat attachment for the first HoloLens. Um, you know, we weren't there on the ground level from release like we are this time, but HoloLens 1 came out and a bunch of people ran with it and said, okay, what, what can I actually use this for? And, and, and as you know, most of the use cases that emerged were very enterprise focused and, and in many of those heavy industries that I mentioned. We were creating software from day one, first for architects with our SketchUp Viewer app, but then moving out on to on-site construction with our Trimble Connect app. And we realized very quickly that we just weren't going to sell any software because no one could take a HoloLens 1 and, and fit it under a hard hat out on the site. So at that time, we, we worked with Microsoft and we basically built clips that would retrofit an off-the-shelf HoloLens 1 up, up into a hard hat. And it, it sold like hotcakes, like people were all over it. And then when, when uh, Alex Kipman showed us HoloLens 2 sometime last year, we quickly realized that because of the new form factor with them moving some of the device kind of to the back of the head, there was just not going to be any way to retrofit a hard hat over top of it. It was just there was too much interference between the hard hat and the HoloLens 2. So that was kind of where the decision was made to, to go full OEM integration on it. For those people listening, HoloLens, everybody gets it. It's a mixed reality headset. You can see basically uh, three-dimensional computing. It also has cameras on the front that detect where you are. How are people using this? Like, why would somebody buy this and go down the, the trouble of putting a HoloLens into a hard hat? And like, what are the productivity components to it? So I'll, I'll speak to construction, which I guess is where most of my expertise is. Out on the construction site, you've seen a bit of a revolution over the last decade or two 
of BIM, Building Information Modeling, which started with CAD, Autodesk and AutoCAD, and, and Trimble's got a lot of authoring tools as well. Architects kind of spearheaded it, and then it started moving into general contractors and even into the subtrades of modeling what it is they're going to do before they actually go out and do it. And in modern days, you have not only the CAD, but all the embedded information in that CAD. You can click on a steel beam and it'll tell you, when is this due for install? Who's in charge of it? How long is it? How much did it cost? What are the material components of it? So you have an industry, and, and, and construction is not the only one like this, that has undergone or is undergoing a digital transformation and essentially creating digital twins of what it is they're going to build before they do. But still to this day, despite that investment in that kind of initial data creation there's this huge data disconnect in 3D from building a 3D digital twin, going out on a construction site and building physical 3D. But somewhere in between, you know, you, you walk out on a job site and you've got guys holding up 2D paper plans and iPads. There's a lot getting lost in translation. There's a lot of rework. Construction is like notoriously uh, over budget over time in almost every project. So that's really uh, what we're out to solve by kind of combining those two worlds using a mixed reality device like the XR10 to essentially be a wormhole between those two 3D worlds so that you can walk out on site, collaborate with others, and literally see what it is you're building as you build it. The rework problem is a multi, multi-billion dollar uh, problem. We actually have an investment uh, in, a, in a small startup that's looking at overlaying BIM models on top of the real world. Uh, very similar, but you guys have built a suite of tools around mixed reality. So you've got Trimble Connect, SketchUp Viewer, Connected Mine, which I assume is for mining, Trimble Site Vision, and Trimble Pulse Remote Expert. Do you want to walk us through each of those solutions? Yeah, sure. So, so some of them touch on uh, kind of different industries, but uh, they all kind of play off that that exact same idea of connecting all this digital content that's being authored or or gathered out to the real world. So SketchUp Viewer is the design phase of, of buildings construction. It's for your architects and your owners as they're designing something and iterating through a design so that they can better understand uh, what it is that, that each is, is designing. You know, this has been done in VR for years and years and years, but mixed reality is kind of adding a new component, you know, the ability to actually, you know, let's say you're retrofitting a bathroom, being able to go out on the existing bathroom and overlay what it's going to look like for a customer. Um, the Trimble Connect solution is then kind of that next step in the process. It's being used by general contractors, plumbers, electricians, HVAC installers to actually go out on site and monitor the, the, the construction as it's going in and then ensuring that things are going in correctly um, after they're done. We've actually worked a little bit, um, it's, it's not on our website, but we've worked a little bit on the facility management uh, side as well, which is kind of the third piece to that puzzle, which is the operation side. So that's for the guy 30 years later, walking into that operating building and being able to see this hot water tank is due for repair in the next two months. Not only having that information in some SQL database hidden away somewhere, but actually being able to wear a device and see it heads up on top of that uh, hot water tank. Um, site vision is a really interesting one. That's something that Trimble, believe it or not, we have been uh, developing Site Vision since 1997. Go on YouTube, you won't believe it. We, like many others, recognize that HoloLens isn't the ideal tool 
for or, or really any mixed reality heads up display isn't the the ideal tool for outdoor use um, mostly just because of the sun washing out the the sensors and and the display and so we uh we developed sight vision which is a, a tablet integrated with really trimble's bread and butter which is high precision gps technology so if you're a surveyor or a heavy civil contractor or a utility worker and you have uh, gis data or buried utility data you can walk out on site and see where it is in augmented reality overlaid on the real world to about centimeter level precision. Like it's, it's pretty incredible what those GPS receivers can do. Uh, the Connected Mine application I actually used to work on uh, in, in my last job is really the same concept as what we're doing in construction. You know, the whole push in the mining industry is getting people out of the mine. It's an unsafe environment. And so mines... They set up shop for a hundred years on a, on a single open pit, so they have the ability to put a bunch of fixed cost investment into technology for that mine. And many of the the leading mines today are essentially mapping in real time using radar and lidar and drones and photos, a, a real digital twin of the mine. And so mixed reality is allowing them to remotely. You could have an office in Toronto remotely monitoring a mine in South Africa sitting at their desk but wearing a device so that's what connected mine does and it's not only overlaying the the 3d cad that that laser scan of the mine but also all the uh, stockpile volumes and the movement of ore through the mine and all that kind of iot information coming off of the different sensors and then last but not least the pulse application um, is built off of a field service uh, application called uh, trimble uh, trimble pulse that we have and it's, it's essentially a remote uh, expert solution so if you have workers out in the field repairing electrical transmission towers or whatever it might be, giving them the ability through uh, their phone to essentially call back home and, and have an expert back in the office, um, which are becoming kind of few and far between. Many of them are retiring. So you essentially have that expert back in the office able to beam out to 100 different guys to help them only when they need it. That is a really complete suite of tools and, and they're they're kind of across everything from the design phase or when you're you know planning a project right through till servicing a project years later. What are some of the I guess improvements? Like what can people expect using the XR10 with Trimble Connect and these types of things? What are some of the results that are people are getting? How do you measure that over what they're currently using? Depending on the use case, there's it's easier or harder to quantify that return on investment. In the SketchUp world, on the architectural side, it's a little more of a qualitative tool, right? There's a ton of value in it, but it's it's a little harder to map the value of having an owner and an architect on the same page. You know, you can go downstream and recognize like, okay, well, we can show that X percentage of rework has been avoided because the architect and the owner were on the same page about uh, what the architect was designing and what the owner was expecting from the start, which a year later saved us from having to rip out his penthouse suite and redo it. That's a little bit longer of an ROI to map out. There's a great example I used for the Trimble Connect app, and it's easy for me to talk about because it's such a closer return on investment. We, Trimble actually just built another building here uh, on our Denver campus. And during the construction, we actually went out with a lot of our technology and, and kind of used it on the site. And so we went out with a general contractor and the HVAC sub, and it was right after the structural steel had been installed. So basically the, de the decks and the columns and the beams were up. And 
we essentially took their BIM model of the HVAC and we walked the floor um, to essentially do a, an as-built comparison. So we're comparing the, the digital HVAC to the real-world installed steel. And within about five minutes, we found, I think, three or four different spots where the steel guys had gone off their plan a little bit. Um, they had installed little support kickers, probably a completely necessary change, but they hadn't essentially synced it back to what's known as the coordinated model that all these different subcontractors share um, to ensure that their puzzles are kind of fitting together. And because the steel guys hadn't mapped that back, which is a very, very common thing, the HVAC guys were in the process of prefabricating all of those HVAC components somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. And so they were expecting delivery about a week later for components that they were now realizing weren't going to fit. And so without HoloLens, those components would have just shown up and they would have had to either hack away to make them fit, which could have then had downstream impact on the plumber and the electrician, or they would have had a bunch of guys standing around not able to work while they wait for new components to come in. And so then that's even more of a snowball effect. Through HoloLens, they were able to very easily see that issue, like right from the start, like within five minutes, they pulled it out of there and they marked it up right in the Trimble Connect application. They sent what's called a to-do up to their factory in the Pacific Northwest saying, hey, the steel guys made some changes. We need to make some changes as well. Can you ensure that the new HVAC routes around these structural components that they added? They made the change right there. And that's, that was it. The components that they received the next week uh, all, all fit and they completely avoided that massive issue. That's amazing. So, and this was a test for you guys. You guys weren't even expecting to do this, but you saw the error, not errors, but changes that needed to be done and were able to annotate that directly back to the main designer, I guess, or the main model. That is going to be more, like, I, I can't imagine that in five years from now, any building will be built without that. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, I sure hope so. That's what we're out here <laughs> preaching. I think what we really need to do a great job of doing this time around that we didn't hone in on too much with HoloLens 1 is really mapping that quantitative value because ultimately that's what gets people to buy it. In speaking with the general contractor after that happened, you know, full disclosure, we weren't even out there doing it for real. We were out there doing a, a photo shoot that day for the first generation HoloLens. And they were like, oh, we might as well do it for real and just happened to find all these issues. We asked the, the GC after the fact, and they said that finding that potential rework before it happened saved them about $12,000. That was five minutes that more than paid for that paid for an XR10 and seven years of a TCH license. <laughs> when you put it like that, you're like, yes, one error that you find will pay for itself 10 times over. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. It, it makes me think that I should be charging like a quarter of a million dollars for an XR10. Well, I, I, I promise yeah. you I won't. The thing is, I've put this crazy number out there. I said virtual augmented mixed reality is going to create a trillion dollars in value in the next 10 years. Now, if you think about it practically with solutions like Trimble Connect and Connected Mine and just the stuff you guys are doing, just in the money that you're able to save customers in, like, just call it one specific aspect, and that's rework, over the next five years, just in your company alone, that, that could be in the hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars in savings just in one company. So you can imagine this times 
all the companies in the world times warehouses and sales and training. And if you factor in every type of way this technology can be used, I think that trillion dollars in value created by XR is probably closer to the five to seven year mark because it's just so... People are thinking in terms of how many headsets we're going to sell, but like exactly what you said, the headsets, call it $10,000, well, you're saving that in one small area immediately. So the value created over the lifetime of five years of this headset is going to be in the millions of dollars. Yeah. And fortunately, the, the XR10 is half of that. It's it's under $5,000. So so you're under the cost of the HoloLens 1, and it's a it's a much more capable device this time around. So it's it's uh, pretty impressive. You know, I, I, I very much agree with you. I I don't know about the the trillion dollar. Maybe you know I don't. I haven't tried to run the numbers. But the way I think about it is the internet was like a great unifier for the world, right? Like you had all these people, billions of people spread across the world, all with their own independent knowledge on billions of different topics, from how do you cook curry to how do you build a house. And the internet gave a platform to connect those people together and all that knowledge together. When I think of XR technology, to, to a lot of people, it still kind of seems like a gimmick. But once we get the mind share out there of what the technology really is, I think they'll come around. Because what it really is, is you have all of this data, which is properly connected human to human through the internet, but it's not properly connected human to world. And so that's what AR is going to give you the ability to do is to take all that information that is relevant on the real world and actually show it on the real world rather than having some kind of middleman that is your phone or a tablet overlay or a piece of paper. I did a talk a couple months ago and my first slide was a picture of a wormhole from Stephen Hawking's book and kind of doing that relation to a wormhole. It, I, I also, every once in a while, use, a, use an analogy to, to Stranger Things, if you're familiar with the show, and the idea of there being this uh, kind of underworld. Upside down. Exactly. It's in the same X, Y, Z, and T, but you can't see it. It's in kind of this fifth dimension. And there being kind of this portal that connects the two worlds together. That's, that's essentially all an AR device is, is. It's a portal of connecting that kind of fifth dimension of a, a data world. In some cases, you're five, six, seven D and connecting it out to, to, to the real world. Even going to get more interesting as we start to have a lot more sensors in the world. They're estimating billions of sensors being in everything. And construction is one of the... the easiest use cases to put sensors in. It's fixed cost. Sensors are low. You want to know how much water is going through a pipe at any given point on the pipe, how much gas is going through, how much airflow. These sensors are inexpensive, but collecting the data is great, but really we're collecting so much data that it's kind of useless. It's over, overwhelming. Nobody can really deal with that. So using AI to make sense of the data and then using XR to project the data in ways that is relevant and contextual to what we need is very important. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, construction sites are actually a little tricky to set sensors up on. You know, like an open pit mine is actually very easy because like I said, it, it gets open and they carve it for 150 years. Construction sites, because they change so often, it's, it's a little bit difficult to get infrastructure that's not going to immediately get blocked by a piece of drywall or something, right? What's interesting about a solution like the HoloLens is today, most of the work that's been done is how can we take data that 
already exists and then use the HoloLens to visualize it. But I think that's only one part of a bigger story. And I think that in the very near future, we're going to start exploring how a HoloLens can actually collect the data as it goes. So not only can it show you a ton of information, but it can collect it as it goes as well. So that example that I use of, of our guys out on the construction site and being able to see that design versus as-built clash there's no reason why a HoloLens couldn't use artificial intelligence and machine learning to tell you that by itself, right? And if that's the case, then you don't have to rely on the human anymore to be able to identify that issue. Rather, you could have, you could put a cheap little occipital sensor on every single person's hard hat rather than everyone wearing a HoloLens and walk around. And it's the exact same concept as, as what Elon Musk is trying to do with the Tesla, right? Or, or any of of these folks out there doing autonomous vehicles. You have vehicles that are not only uh, using a, a map and uh, knowledge to kind of navigate themselves, but they're also uh, sending information back to it at all times, right? It's like, oh, this business went, went out of business. Send that back to Google Maps. And so it's this kind of constant data cycle. And I think you'll start to see the exact same thing out on the construction site. I mean, it could be as simple as like, we're developing a solution internally right now through our labor and equipment management group that's uh, all about workplace safety and making sure you know where people are on site. And a HoloLens and through spatial anchors and kind of that world mesh can tell you at any given time where people are on your construction site just from that outside-in tracking. And then it could use the camera to see Joe over there is not wearing a safety vest. Yeah, send, send a note back to the office and say, hey, Joe's not wearing a safety vest out there. Yeah, or maybe just send a, a quick message to Joe. Say, hey, Joe, you forgot your safety vest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, the possibilities are endless. I mean, one of the early use cases of the HoloLens was for the elevator company, uh, Thyssen Krupp. Mm -hmm. they, they are able to take a process that takes six, seven hours of measuring the stairs, and they just walk up the stairs with the HoloLens because it's able to capture a cloud map very quickly. And it's, you went from six hours of collecting data with a tape measure to literally minutes. So really cool. Yeah, we've worked pretty closely with the Decent Crypt guys. We actually had them uh, here in our office at one point last year doing a workshop with our developers. And yeah, was, uh, they've done some amazing work over there. And there's definitely some good code that got shared that week. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. And that, that's what I think is, is the very unique about the XR industry is people are so collaborative. I wonder if that's going to change in the future. But for now, it seems like everybody's just willing to, to help each other, which is wonderful. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So speaking of helping people in the world, what is one problem in the world that you want to see solved using XR technologies? So, so I'll, I'll hone in on construction again, because those are the big problems I'm trying to solve right now. But there's a really big concern in the construction industry right now around kind of the next generation coming in. You have a lot of very old knowledge that is retiring and a new crop of folks coming in that, that aren't quite as educated. That, that knowledge transfer isn't coming through and, and just not enough people are going into the trades, to be frank. And so I hope that XR will kind of do two things. One is I hope it will let the younger class think construction's cool. I grew up uh, plumbing new homes with my dad. And now I'm obviously on the tech side of it, but you know, I still think fondly back to that time spent with my dad. And like, it's a, it's a good hard day's work and there's a lot of value in construction. And a lot of folks just see it as dirty, gross work. And I'm hoping that through technology, we can start to attract some of this 
fresher crop into the industry. And I think in addition to that, it's not only using it for kind of the allure factor of bringing people in, but it's also going to make their lives easier and make it so that they can do their jobs better through technology. In the same way that having a phone in your pocket has made our lives easier every day, having a mixed reality device attached to your hard hat should make your construction life easier and allow you to go home earlier and get a job done better and just be a more efficient worker and, and make more money and, and really ha have a good livelihood through construction. Well, that is a beautiful way to end this podcast. Thank you so much again for joining me today, Jordan. It's been wonderful. Yeah, thank you, Alan. Appreciate you having me. Being an influencer on LinkedIn in the XR field uh, really has opened up an opportunity for us to not only understand what corporations are looking for in virtual augmented mixed reality and artificial intelligence, but also from the aspect of the startups, studios, developers, and enthusiasts out there and what they need. So what we decided to do after getting hundreds and hundreds of messages is to open up XR Ignite to the entire XR community of startups, studios, individuals, passionate people, and really to build a new community that brings together everybody who's passionate about this technology for a low cost and allow them to contribute, to learn, and to get better across the whole industry. That is really the reason why we started XR Ignite, to hyper-accelerate the XR for business industry, business and education. And one of the things that we just keep noticing is that there's so many resources out there. There's the VRAR Association, which we're partners with. There are you know, reports coming out daily, but there's no one source where people can come together and start just having conversations around how to get better in this industry. And that's why we started XR Ignite. I would encourage anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you're in the corporate side, if you're a startup, if you're an individual, if you're an enthusiast, sign up today at xrignite.com and you'll be getting access to new reports, investor lists, media lists, exclusive content, interviews with our mentors. We have over 56 mentors. And if you're a startup and you pay an annual fee, you'll actually have the opportunity to book a one-on-one, -on -one, one-hour call with one of the mentors. What we're doing with that is we're actually recording those sessions, we're transcribing them, taking out any personal information, and we're making those transcripts available to all members. So I think XR Ignite is going to drive a lot of value for anybody in this industry who's looking to up their game and also for corporates who want a real insight as to what technology is coming out. So I would encourage everybody to sign up at xrignite.com and I really look forward to driving value, executing on our mission to hyper-accelerate XR for business and education.